Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! <laughs> Pack your bags and get ready. You're going to Vegas with people who know Vegas. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome to Vegas. If you were a fan of music in the late 1980s, you know who today's guests are. The Jets, they enjoyed worldwide success in 1985 through 1990, performing three world tours and producing five top ten hits on the U.S. charts. Today, they are back with a residency in Vegas. And in a moment, you'll meet Rudy, Leroy, and Heine Wolfgram of the original Jets, a popular Grammy-nominated family band from Minnesota. And as usual, today's show features many of our regulars. Up first, Mr. Big, a vintage Vegas crime blotter. He's here with the story of Ned Day, a name familiar to Vegas historians. Football sage Upton Bell is back with his picks for this week's big NFL games. Your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com, is here again talking about his picks for fans of the good old days in Vegas. Finally, executive chef from La Petite Maison, Justin Wells drops by to discuss how to properly appreciate your great meal. There's great music from all the decades. In here in Vegas, you know that you can see the old groups, you can see the new stuff. But there was a great time. It's not a lot from the 80s and 90s, and yet it's a very popular uh, time for music. And we've got one of the great groups, the Jets, a family. It used to be eight people. Now we've got 17, and we've got three of them with us today. <laughs> so we'll tell you uh, they, they are all Wolfgrams, but we'll start with uh, there's Rudy, Leroy, and Heine. They're three yeah. of the originals, but then there's 17 in the group. Rudy, first of all, 17 in the group. How does everybody get a chance to participate in all this? <laughs> well, here, there's 17 brothers and sisters. My parents had 17 kids, and the eight oldest were the original members of the Jets. And so Leroy, Jets myself, and, and Heine, we are the original uh, members who actually started the band with my parents. And so we started the band when Elvis Presley passed away in 1977. And then we got our record deal in the 80s. And so that's kind of how it happened. Yeah, so there's 17 brothers and sisters. Can you believe that? But you guys were a huge hit. Yeah. And you know, there's so many of these family people. People think of the cow sills. And I heard that comparison. Oh, no. this The closest I've seen are the Jacksons, where you got so much talent. And... How, how did you guys realize, hey, you know, we're not just individually talented. We could get together and really put a show together. Whose idea was it and how did it get started? This is Heine. Uh, it was my father's yeah. idea. Actually, he saw that Jackson's and the Osmonds on TV in, 19, in the late 70s. <laughs> and, you know, it's not like all 17 of us were born at the same time. So, you know, <laughs> when we first started, there was just really the three of us who were old enough to really hold an instrument. My, my sisters were younger, they were babies, and then half the family wasn't even born. So, you know, he started when we only had about eight kids in the family. Um, and, uh, you know, it just evolved as we got older. Like Rudy said, the oldest eight uh, at the time were the ones that were signed to MCA Records. 
And as uh, my mom gave birth to the rest, you know, some of them joined, some of them didn't. Uh, but it's, you know, it's not like we were all 17 on the stage at one time because, you know, we're literally, we, there's a huge age gap, age range between the oldest and the youngest. Well, you, you guys were great because people, you know, you, you talked about like the Osmonds and so forth, but you guys had a lot of hits back <laughs> in the 1980s. These are, uh, it, it, it just was a lot of fun. That music was well-timed to the 80s, too, wasn't it? I mean, I think of you guys are from Minnesota and Prince. Leroy, was that kind of the thing to try to get people to dance and uh, kind of bring that new spirit to the 80s and 90s? Yeah, it, yes. It, it was such a blessing to be part of that era. And, you know, growing up, you know, I have, like, kids coming to me, and they're they're showing me, for example, like Bruno Mars, you know. Hey, this, this is fresh, you know. <laughs> and I'll show them some Jackson track. Oh, it's not so... New, it's you know, it's it's all it's good music, and you know they we're one of the most sampled generation of music in the eighties and nineties, and we just happened to be at the right place at the right time, and it was it's been such a blessing for us, and that's why me and uh, Rudy and Heine we decided, hey, why don't we do a, a concept show that's based on our eras because we were that's when our hits came out. We had eight top ten Billboard. And we can't believe radio stations are still playing. I even heard it at Walmart, you know, and the <laughs> gas station. They're playing it still. So it's great. It's great music. That's <laughs> why. And we're so lucky to have you here in Vegas for the show. It's at Planet Hollywood, 630 at night, yeah. Tuesday through Saturday. You you can't miss it. Uh, Rudy, I want to know, what do people expect to see? Obviously, you're going to give them some of the hits. What else are you going to uh, have in this show? So here's the thing, when you come see a, sh a show, it's not just a typical concert, it's an experience. That's what we call it, the 80s, 90s experience. And what Roy was saying, that when you come see the show, we take people back to that era. And if you're from that era, you're going to go back to that happy day when you were excited about Tributes. life. And so it's, it's, we do a lot of tributes to the artists that we actually grew up listening to, we actually Worthy. performed with. We're part of the Minneapolis Sound with Prince and The Time and Janet Jackson. So we really want people to understand. And, and a lot of the, the people that come see our shows, when they come meet us, they're going, wow, you took me back to my childhood. Wow, I'm just so glad that I was able to... Yeah. have that experience again. Well, you know, Heine, do you get people coming to you going, I forgot about you guys? Because I've heard that, and then people go, the Jets, the Jets, and then you play them some of this music, oh my God, I love that. <laughs> so this is a great opportunity you to know, get that great name out again. You know what, that's exactly it. You know, a lot of people are like, okay, Jets, Jets, Schmidt, you know, New York Jets, Benny and the Jets, but once <laughs> they hear the songs, like you said, they remember the songs, and you know, what Rudy said, uh, it's a, a like 1,000% high energy show. Like, I know we're in our 50s, but uh, <laughs> it's nonstop uh, choreography, dancing, live, actually really live music. You know, this it's one of the very few shows on the strip where you'll see real musicianship. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, people, you know, it's hard to sit in your seat because we're like Leroy. Said, we're just taking them on a journey and experience. And uh, I can't believe we're doing it, actually, because, you know, we got to come and ice down our knees every night. Well, I, I have heard from some people that said, you know, that's my music. I was young at that same time, and I maybe, maybe could have hung with them a little bit back then in terms of the, all the energy and stuff. They go, my God, where do they get this energy and this stuff? I guess that just comes from you guys continuing to do this all the time, right? You just keep doing it. It's, it's in your blood. 
Yeah, I, yeah uh, it's been entertaining. Yeah, we we did luau's. Uh, my mom was a, a hula dancer, and it's just always been around the house. You know, the moving around, the dancing, the singing, and so we're blessed to still do it, even in you know in our age now. Leroy, let's talk about that because. Uh, you know, the family's heritage is from Tonga, and there is a yeah. lot of that. You know, I remember watching that music as I grew up. You know, you, you see it and so forth, and that's the one thing that comes through is lots of energy. Like, it never stops. And that kind of was a <laughs> nice meld into kind of the R&B and the pop sound that you bring from the 80s and 90s. Yes, absolutely, and, and we, we uh, attribute a lot of that to our culture. You know, it's a very fun you know, the nickname of Tonga is, is the Friendly Islands. And we try to, you know, kind of like Hawaii's aloha spirit. You know, we try to bring that, exude that. And I think that's what a lot of these people responded to us back in the 80s, you know, when we do the Dick Clark show and, you know, Oprah Winfrey. And it was just a blessing for us to, to, to get out there. And, you know, we're just trying to, uh, re, we actually have video presentation in the show where we kind of show them that, you know, and they go, whoa, they were on this and this and that. And it was <laughs> It's just a great uh, experience and fun for us, too. Back with more from Rudy, Leroy, and Heine Wolfgram of the original Jets, who appear nightly at Planet Hollywood in just a moment. Just a reminder, please visit Vegas Never Sleeps online. For the best in Vegas, it's always VegasNeverSleeps.com. And for great sports, it's Sports R-A-C-X, which is available on radio stations nationwide and wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Sports R-A-C-X, short for Sports Rock and Tours. And later today on Sports Rock and Tours, we remember the great Baltimore cult Tom Maddy, who just passed away last week. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, coast to coast on the Talk Media Network. Okay, Sean, we need to talk about our training budget. We're spending almost $1,500 per employee each year. What's the plan? Well, ma'am, 42% of companies are saying that e-learning has led to an increase in revenue. What does that do about the travel expense? E-learning allows employees to learn wherever they are. Then we need to consider the time away from production. I heard that e-learning takes up to 60% less employee time than traditional classroom training. Perfect. Let's find a curriculum company, a development company, a learning management software company. Actually, Epsilon XR specializes in end-to-end learning solutions with tools such as instructor-led training, online classrooms, simulations, virtual and augmented reality, and curriculum development. Get Epsilon XR on the phone. Epsilon XR creates immersive learning environments that engage with your learner, resulting in improved information retention, which leads to better performance and ultimately an increase in revenue. Or more at elearning.epsilonxr.com. An adult elephant can weigh up to six tons. The average person, 150 pounds. Ever heard of carfentanil? It's a large wild animal tranquilizer. Illegal drug dealers lace heroin with it. It can kill the average human. If you or a loved one is addicted to opiates, even pain pills, don't wait until it's too late. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline now. We care. Many of us have been where you are. We'll take you or a loved one away from the drug environment to a place you can clean out safely. Plus, we'll work with your insurance company to make sure you get the treatment you need. And with a Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed by law to get away for help without telling your employer why. 
Call now to save a life. 877-927-3380. 877-927-3380. That's 877-927-3380. Now, let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Rudy, Leroy, and Heine Wolfgram of the original Jets, who are known for their hit singles, Crush on You, You Got It All, Cross My Broken Heart, Rock It to You, and Make It Real. We think of the Jets, we got to think family. I mean, Heine, I've been wanting to ask you. I know you, you and your wife have 14 children. Is that right? <laughs> that is right, yes. You know, someone had to carry on the tradition of, you know, my parents and the Jets, and uh, they actually sing and dance, too. So, you know, we're just carrying it on to the next generation. But, yes, we have 14 children. <laughs> or she had 14 children. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Rudy, how about you? So I only have three kids, but yeah, you're right. What are you Heine's doing? Just three? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, you know like, like Heidi said, I, 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 it depends on the wife. If the wife wants that many kids, <laughs> and bless Sarah's heart, she wanted a lot of kids. They have a great, Heidi's not telling you this, but their, their uh, kids, their name is the 13 Crowns. They actually have some wonderful songs out right now that are, that are just all over Spotify. You can hear it there, and they're just taking our, uh, you know, they're, they're taking the Jets to the next level. They're the next generation Jets. <laughs> I love that. Rudy, one more thing. You know, I know you sing and dance up there and, and so forth from Minnesota. Minnesota must have been surprised. What is it about Minnesota? That, you know, Chris Prince was from there, too. It, it, it just like somehow all you guys did kind of really fit into Minnesota. They took you on. I mean, you, it, it's the local band. I, I think that's really cool. And people always talk about Minnesota. Didn't you uh, play in a Super Bowl that was in, in Minnesota? Is that right? <laughs> yes, we actually played there for the, uh, just in 2018 when uh, we were there and it was like freezing cold, but we loved being there. And like I said before, like Roy said, we happened to be in Minnesota at the right place at the right time. My parents uh, brought us there thinking that uh, somehow we're going to make it. And because of Prince, all the record labels came to Minnesota looking for bands to sign. And we were one of those bands. And so we were very, very lucky to be able to rub shoulders with that whole scene. Like, you know, the, the Minneapolis sound. There is a sound there that in the 80s, just like there was a sound in the, in the 60s for Motown. And so we had our era, and, and that's our show really kind of emphasizes that period of time and, and how people who remember uh, that whole period come to see our show and get to experience that all over again. You were discovered by the same guy who managed uh, Stevie Wonder, David Bowie, and, and that had to help, too. You guys had all that talent. But, Leroy, you dealt with people that were the big pros. They knew what you had to do, and they put together this great act that went beyond just a talented family. Absolutely, and I, I just thought, you know, like you said, being at the right place, meeting David Rifkin, uh, who did a lot of the Prince records, and um, just meeting that camp, and then, of course, Don Powell, who had the experience with the Osmonds and, and, and the people you mentioned, that you could, uh, we couldn't have asked for the best situation, and, and you know, we were just very thankful, and, yeah, it's uh, grateful and honored that we're, at least we got a little piece of something in the music industry <laughs> with that sound. Rudy, it looks like, as I look at it, I mean, you do vocals, 
all three of you do vocals, as I understand it, correct? I mean, it's yes. not... Yeah, okay. And yeah. Uh, the group was originally called Quasar, which I find interesting, and you switched <laughs> it to the Jets because of the Elton John song, right? Yes, actually, before we became the Jets, we were we were a bar band doing clubs in, in the Midwest, and uh, I think Roy and my parents were looking for something back then. It was, we're trying to copy Earth, Wind, and Fire. We, you know, we just experimented with a name that like Quasar was kind of a futuristic kind of a sounding name. And so that <laughs> was our bar band name until we met our manager and our manager said, look, we got to find something that anyone in the world could just, you know, it's, it's short and sweet. And so he kept on looking, looking, heard bending the jets on the radio and goes, jets, jets. And so it was a name that anyone could chant. And we all came and, and heard it and said, yeah, we'll, we'll name ourselves the jets. And so our first look when we did our demo was we were patterning after the uh, West Side Story. And yeah. so we just kind of took that theme, and luckily we were able to get a record <laughs> deal based on a demo that we actually went to Indianapolis, met with Boy George. Boy George helped us with a single that helped us get our, our contract with NCA Records. More with three of the Jets, Rudy Leroy and Heine Wolfgram, who are appearing nightly at Planet Hollywood in just a moment. How'd you like to see the Jets in concert? Well, we're giving away passes to their shows at Planet Hollywood. Just email john, J-O-N, at vegasneversleeps.com. That's J-O-N at vegasneversleeps.com. With your name and address, tickets are available while they last. Time now to learn about someone you should know, Ned Day, from our own Mr. Big. Let's check in again with the Vegas crime blotter. That means Mr. Big. And Mr. Big's topic today is Ned Day. Tell us about Ned. I got to say, as much as I feel that many of Vegas gamblers are, in my fact, larger than life, her heroic in many, many ways, a true hero. If there's a redemption story, if Vegas has a redemption story, it is the story of my guy, Ned Day. Born in the city of Milwaukee to his father, also known Ned Day. Ned Day, his father, was a world-famous bowler. Before I was born, bowling was a thing. You could see and watch it on TV. Something called Bowling for Dollars was a big, big thing. And Ned Day would often win bowling championships. He was making a small fortune doing bowling things. And, you know, everybody likes to keep busy. You can't bowl all the time, can you? Ned Day, the father, would also have a book operation going on in the basement of his pro shop in the city of Milwaukee. Sadly... You might be a world-famous bowler, you might know how to make book, but the FBI takes truly dim exception to people making book, especially in the city of Milwaukee, especially in the 50s. So needless to say, Mr. Day Sr. got in a lot of trouble because of the book-making operation. He was arrested for it, had arrested in the like the court trial and the aftermath of that, basically bankrupted the family, which is too bad because Ned, the son, needed to make money. So hang on to your hats, it's going to get a weird story. Ned Day liked girls. He liked girls like Mr. Big likes girls. So he starts working for my guy, Frank. Yes, he used to work for Frank Pilosari. As in, what did he do for Frank, we would ask? He was a bartender and some say pimp. Hmm. Yes, he worked at those types of bars. He did those types of jobs for, of course, my guy, Frank. And, of course, since he liked his girls, and did he ever like his girls, he liked them in all the good ways as Mr. Big liked them. You gotta like Ned Day. He knew how to live life. He was a larger-than-life guy working behind that bar, drinking all night, 
running around with girls all night, having all those kinds of fun that only a young man can have in the city of Milwaukee when you're working as a pimp for a mafia also. But if it gets, power, it gets better because tomorrow we're going to pick it up after a tragedy gets him going to Las Vegas. Thank you, Mr. Big. Can't wait to hear that. That'll be next week. By the way, you can read The Life and Times of Frank Ballesteri. Mr. Big referred to that. It's a great book. You can get it at Amazon. See you next week. Next week, Mr. Big will be back with part two of his look back at Ned Day. And just a reminder, don't forget to follow Sports Rockin' Tours, which now follows this show on most of these stations. You can also visit Sports R-A-C-X wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to follow Vegas Never Sleeps on Twitter. Last week, our mystery spot winner was Jay Niedert, who recognized Gatsby's at Resorts World. Good eye, Jay. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Manchie nationwide on the Talk Media Network. Hey, I'm Michael Shapiro from Reckless in Vegas, and you're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps. I'm Stephen Manchi, and I'm chatting with Rudy, Leroy, and Heaney Wolfgram of the Jets. The band was nominated for a Grammy Award in 1988 for the song Rocket to You, featuring lead vocals by Heine. And I just have to say, baby, I can rock it to you. got along good with these other bands and so forth. People liked you, and you're just a likable group. So that had to help, too, when you're trying to do that, because it's so competitive in the music business. Is, is that right, Rudy? Yes, you know, it's, you know, being so young at the time, uh, we were very moldable. I mean, I think our managers, we were all like eight, 17 all the way down to like nine years old. So, you yeah. know, we were like, do whatever you need with this. I mean, we were good musicians and playing, but at the same time, I think we were workable. And, uh, you know, my parents always taught us to just listen to our elders. And But that brings up a good question, because I, I would think when you get out there in the beginning, you want to get past that, wow, they're so cute, they look at the nice little kids, you know, isn't that wonderful? Because <laughs> you guys were real talent, and then all of a sudden, to get those big hits that you got, the talent's got to be there, they can't see you on the radio. So, uh, was that something I- that kind of pushed you a little bit? Yeah, you know, when we uh, released our first single, Curiosity, there was no cover uh, because our manager wanted the people to just like the music. Not there was no picture to see who was singing this. In fact, they didn't even know what ethnicity we were. They they thought we were from New York or the Bronx or something. And then they realized, wait a second, these guys are Polynesian. And and, uh, (laughs) you're right, you know, the music had to speak for itself. And yes, we you know we were a band since we started, so. We knew we could play, and coming from Minneapolis, everyone had to play. Like, if you're going to be in the camp with the Prince organizations and all the great bands like Soul Asylum and Husker Du, the rock bands, you know, you needed to be a real band coming out of Minneapolis, not just a track show. 
Yeah, and, and, and yeah. the Polynesian thing is interesting, too, because if people hear that, they automatically think you're going to be coming out with ukuleles or what have you. And, you know, <laughs> yet if, if you didn't, you know, if you can't see you and we just listen to the music, who knows, right? But it was definitely an R&B right. sound, and, and the sound kind of held on its own. It, it, was that one of the advantages of having the name the Jets, I guess, is, you, you know, you don't go right there instead of, like, the Aloha Kings or what have you. <laughs> yeah, it, that was a very big key. You know, well, you know, what's ironic is that in our Tongan language, there's no J sound, so it comes out sounding the sets. The sets. It, it was a, it was definitely a differentiator, and I, we're we're so blessed that MCA and Universal they really pushed that. Hey, this is a, a group from Tonga, you know, and that was very unique, and and it was, you know, and so we're we're grateful that our dad had the vision to. You know, first immigrant family. My dad's very visionary. He said, hey, we, we're going to do this. And, you know, the fact that when he saw the Jacksons, the Osmonds, and he said, you know what, I can do this with my kids. So that's, you know, we're just grateful for that uh, whole, how this all turned out, you know, 30 years later. Well, there's, there's great advantage to being, you know, the way we work. It's the Puerto Ricans in New York that we're Puerto Rican and the West Coast that mm-hmm. we're Mexican. We were literally, whatever you want us to be, we were, we could be. <laughs> In just a moment, we'll be back with Rudy, Leroy, and Heine Wolfgram of the Jets. Time now to make your selection for this weekend's top three NFL games. So let's bring in longtime football executive and journalist Upton Bell. Get out your scorecards to make your picks right now. It's time for Upton Bell's Upton's Picks. We do this every week. Last week, Upton was gone, but managed to send in his picks, which we always enjoy. We want to take a look now this week. The Raiders, once again, we're going to look at. They're hosting the Kansas City Chiefs in Las Vegas. The Chiefs are going to come in as two-and-a-half-point favorites. The Raiders, uh, it's kind of hard to see which team will show up. And really, which Chiefs team will show up. Uh, In the old days, you always figured the Chiefs were kind of a shoe-in. Once in a while, the Raiders might get lucky. What are your thoughts on this game? It's a pick'em game, and you know I, I I I would not have either team favored, uh, be, because number one, the NFL this year has become very unreliable for the better. Uh, to me, the Chiefs have the superior team, and they have, uh, you know, still a great quarterback. But nobody knows what's wrong with the Chiefs. They're even talking about it on NBC that 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 basically you can't figure out what's wrong. That that Mahomes is is still pretty good, but the offensive line has problems. Defensive line has problems. Uh, you know, you you can't have that. So uh, they're they're not there. To me, the reason it's a pick'em isn't because I th- think the Chiefs are not as good as the Raiders. I, I think they are. Uh, but again, the Raiders is the ultimate trick or treat team. You don't know what you're going to get. And remember, all these controversies that they've had this year, Gruden gone. You know, they're they're one of their better receivers now facing probably, you know, 20, 30 years in jail, depending upon whenever they yeah. have the trial. Uh, but there always seems to be a problem with the Raiders. So they're playing in Vegas. Good for them. As you know, in the, in the past, going way, way back, that was always a bloodbath to begin with. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, fights, Big Ben Davidson, people being knocked out, fist fights all over the place. So it it might be I and and you you could say maybe the Raiders have a slight chance at home, but again, 
Uh, it's a pick 'em game, and if I've got to pick 'em, if it's me, I'll pick Kansas City. And here's another weird game: uh, the Seattle Seahawks visiting Green Bay to play the Packers. Packers are a five and uh, yeah, five and a half point favorite. Uh, normally speaking, under normal circumstances, uh, I'd probably go with the Packers. But, you know, with this here and with all the Aaron Rodgers stuff, we don't know what's going to go on there. What are your thoughts on that game? Well, I, I wouldn't touch this game at all. Uh, and the reason is you won't know until the very, very, maybe the day before the game, if not the game itself, if the Packers want to play close to the vest and, and make Seattle you know, prepare for their young quarterback or prepare for Rodgers. And in this case, uh, Rodgers, I think, could be cleared by Saturday or not at all. It's not a game I, I particularly would want to bet. But if Rodgers plays, you know, and, and you, you have your, your regular quarterback in Seattle, Russell Wilson not playing, I, I would I would pick the Packers by ten points or better, right. but you don't you don't know whether Rodgers is going to play. This is kind of a fascinating game and a fascinating look because you have no idea of who the Packers quarterback is, and, and yet on the other hand, you know that the Seattle quarterback Wilson is not going to play. So, so what do you do here? <laughs> Punt. Finally, the Jaguars and the Colts. Now, as you can imagine, the Colts are 10.5-point favorites. Is that right? Or in this league, is mediocrity going to turn its face? I mean, look at what the Jacksonville did to Buffalo, although I still don't think they're really a strong team at all. Uh, are you going to go with the uh, the big favorite, or are you going to go with the underdog? Is, is, is Jacksonville still in the league? Yeah, they won two games. <laughs> they're not uh, the worst yeah, team yeah. in the league, so at least yeah. by record. <laughs> no, no. well, they're, they're pretty close with the Jets. I would move it from 10, 10, 10 points to nine, nine points because I still, I still believe that the Colts now are beginning to come on. Remember, people look at it as an upset. I didn't. Uh, Tennessee beats the Rams. Everybody had picked the Rams, right? So... But a week before, Tennessee and the Colts were in a slugfest that went right down the very end. Could, could have been won, except that, that they throw an interception right at the end of the game. You know, and Carson Wentz throws the interception, and they lose a heartbreaker. Or, or you know, they're in the, the driver's seat. So I think the Colts are beginning to come on. So it, it could be 9, it could be 10. It could be 30, but I'm sticking with the Colts. <laughs> All right, Upton, thank you. We'll see how you do. We'll check again next week. Thanks, Upton. We'll see you again next week. And speaking of sports, make sure to go to Sports R-A-C-X wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Sports R-A-C-X. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, coast to coast on the Talk Media Network. What if every dollar you invested into your training program turned into $30 of revenue? What if your learning program was so engaging that your employees looked forward to annual trainings? And what if you could monitor the success and effectiveness of your curriculum with quantifiable metrics? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. 
E-learning has made each of these scenarios possible, utilizing tools such as virtual and augmented reality, simulations, and online instructor-led training provides a safe environment for employees to learn at their own pace. Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Here at Epsilon XR, we have 50 years of experience in creating powerful and effective training programs. We combine proven training methods with cutting-edge technology to create immersive training experiences. Are you ready to take your training program to the next level? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Training.epsilonxr.com. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps. We are talking with Rudy Leroy and Heine Wolfgram of the Jets, who performed the Star Spangled Banner at the seventh game of the 1987 World Series and Game 3 of the 1991 Stanley Cup Final. The band also performed at the 1988 Summer Olympics in South Korea and 2002 Winter Olympics in Salt Lake City. That's cool. Yeah. Your parents did a great job because unlike, you know, some of the difficulties the Jacksons had and so forth, whatever they did, they didn't push you. You guys all get along, which is terrific. Has <laughs> <you, is>, <laughs> it been tough over time or is it just something, you know, the family's tight and always has been and I guess always will be? Yeah, we, we, we are not a perfect family. I mean, we've had our, our, our uh, hard times, you know, coming up and so it's it just like anything in life, you know, we weren't doing, we kind of got out of the business for a little bit. And then Rudy calls, Hey, uh, there's an opportunity in, in Las Vegas. And when, you know, once he said that a couple of years ago, yes, let's jump on that. And so we just feel so fortunate that we can do this eighties, nineties era show, you know, and you know, of course our hits, we tell people come dressed, you know, you know, <laughs> come in there with your, the era. And it's just a blast. Yeah, it's it's a fun time. I mean, those were some of my times. I remember that. And, you know, I think it puts a <laughs> smile on people's faces. They remember that and those were pretty good times uh, the culturally and so forth. I'm curious about this thing. So you're, you're scheduled all the way through December. What do you got planned after that? Well, our, our goals, we're, we're scheduled till December, but we're probably going to stay here and grow our brand here in Vegas because we love being here in Vegas and uh, maybe do a few things here and there. But our real purpose is basically we know that this show will work in Vegas. It is a kind of a Vegas kind of a show. And when people come see the show, they can only experience it here in Vegas. And we may take it out on the road. But our our goal is that, like I said before, we're contracted to be here until December, but it might go beyond that. Well, I sure hope it does, because you strike me as the perfect band. I mean, it's like our good friends, the Bronx Wanderers and so forth. People will come back to Vegas. There are people that come three, four, five times a year. And this is one of those acts that hopefully you guys are there, because they're going to want to see you, and they're going to be telling people about it. It's yeah. perfect for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, our good friends are the Osmonds, so, you know, watching yeah. Donnie Marie and you know when we put this show together we actually gave them a call we're a good friend with their brother Jay and we said hey you know we're what do we need to do to get this show in Vegas uh, so you know uh, if we can be around as long as Donnie and Marie were and now Donnie being back uh, you know, it, it'd be great, like Rudy said. We, we love it here, and uh, we'd love to see the people come back, for sure. 
A nice long residency. We want to see that. Uh, we're really excited about that. It's at the Planet Hollywood. You don't want to miss it. Uh, before we go, guys, though, I just kind of want to get your your vision. Are we going to try to record anything new? I mean, because I think people are kind of saying, God, that stuff was so cool. Once we get used to hearing this all again, got any plans at all? Do you, does anybody, uh, you working with any songwriters or anything, trying to look for something maybe that, because I think this will sell in the 21st century myself. Yeah, that, that is a possibility. And we've actually been entertaining it. And uh, yeah, we, we uh, are just telling our fans to uh, stand by. <laughs> we might get have a surprise in the pocket. But yes, that's definitely something we're looking at. Absolutely. Well, great. Yeah. Well, let's tell people how they can follow you and so forth. I know people are excited. Hey, they're still around. This is great. I've listened to their music. So they want to follow you. Uh, where are you, first of all, on social media so people can follow the group? They can go to Facebook, and it's basically the Jets' original family band. We're on there. We're also on Instagram, same name, the Jets' original family band, and also on Twitter. And so we're on all three of the platforms this is where we announce all what we're doing, and, and it's uh, great to follow us there. And uh, that's how you can get a hold of us. And do you have, do you have a website, yeah. though, too, that we can go to? Yes, we, we got yeah. a landing page that we're still working on under the same name, the Jets 80s. If you Google the Jets 80s, 90s, we're like 10 pages deep on Google. <laughs> You'll see videos, reviews, and, it, and, and again, just a lot of information of how to follow us. So it's, it's wonderful. We are going to follow you, and you got to see them. They're at Planet Hollywood. Get in there right away, and hopefully they'll be there next year as well. We're going to look forward to that. Planet Hollywood's a great place to watch a group, too. Uh, Tuesday through Saturday, 6.30, which is a great time to see a concert, I think. Guys, thank you so much. And, hey, we want to get the 13 crowns on here, too, so let's let's get them in here for a conversation as well. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much. How do you like to see the Jets in concert? We are giving away passes to their shows at Planet Hollywood. Just email Sean, that's J-O-N, at VegasNeverSleeps.com. That's J-O-N at VegasNeverSleeps.com. With your name and address, tickets are available while they last. We talk a lot about vintage Vegas. A lot of visitors love that history and seek out places from days past. If you like vintage Vegas, what should you make sure you see? Let's ask your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com. Let's talk about throwback. A lot of people, you know, Scott, they, they think of a trip to Las Vegas and they remember the mob and they want to get into all that. They're history buffs or they're like those type of movies, casinos. So with that in mind, if somebody's like that, what places would you say want to be on their must-see list? Well, there's a couple of places that, that seem fairly obvious if you want to kind of check out things that are historical, like the Neon Museum. That's that's a place where you can see those classic signs. You definitely, if you've ever been to Las Vegas, kind of back in the day, you will be reminded of those those buildings that are now gone or those signs that, that have only been preserved there. There's other places like the Bomb Museum. That, that one's a great way to kind of see historic uh, elements kind of in an ac- almost academic environment. It's fun, but you're definitely going to learn a lot. If you actually want to go to these historic places, you want to hit somewhere like the El Cortez or the Golden Gate. These are among the earliest casinos in Las Vegas. They're still going strong. You're not going to find that old Vegas vibe as much, but they're definitely the ones that they're, they are definitely throwback casinos. 
And I guess at the El Cortez is the one place you can actually use coins with your slot machine. That's true. There are actually multiple places downtown. Uh, the Fremont has coins. Uh, the uh, the Cal has coins. Main Street has coins. And as you said, El Cortez, you can still find them, but there are very, very few. Uh, it used to be that the top level of the D also had coins, but they phased that out. There is one machine up there that you have to see, Sigma Derby. That still takes quarters, but other than that, it's it's getting very hard to find. It's very expensive for casinos to maintain uh, those machines that use coins. There are entire departments devoted to dragging out these big bags of coins. When they're redeemed, there's this whole other process of the counting and the and the. Uh, just kind of on the business side. They are just a pain in the neck. So over time, they've converted to what's called TITO, T-I-T-O, which is ticket in, ticket out, paper to paper. Uh, There are a lot of folks who really love the sound of those coins. And if you listen to a modern slot machine, as you're cashing out, more often than not, you'll hear a simulated coin sound because people were so upset that the coins went away that slot manufacturers cave to the pressure and actually try to create that same feeling when those coins come out after you've won your jackpot. And that's a bit disingenuous because I hear those coins going out and you win maybe 50 cents. It'll sound like you won a couple hundred dollars. That's You're talking about the magic of Las Vegas. It is the feeling of winning. It's one of the most interesting aspects of casino gambling especially on slot machines now because you've got these penny machines which is a kind of a misnomer to begin with because they are penny machines but nobody gambles a penny you you're you are uh, gambling substantially more and they've become really good at you put a dollar in they pay you 60 cents and make it seem like you've won a big jackpot the bells and the whistles and the sounds are all meant to keep you playing you just lost 40% of your investment, but man, you feel like you're having a good time. And ultimately, that's what Las Vegas is about, the feeling that you're having a good time. Thanks, Scott. Don't forget to visit Scott's site, vitalvegas.com. You can keep up with everything that's going on in and around Las Vegas. How'd you like to see the Jets in concert? Well, we're giving away passes to their shows at Planet Hollywood. Just email John, J-O-N, at VegasNeverSleeps.com. That's J-O-N at VegasNeverSleeps.com. With your name and address, tickets are available while they last. Coming up next is Sports Rock and Tours. If your local station doesn't carry it, go to Sports R-A-C-X wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Sports R-A-C-X. It's short for Sports Rock and Tours. And please follow both Vegas Never Sleeps and Sports Rockin' Tours on all social media platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening today. This is Stephen Manchie reminding you, Vegas Never Sleeps. Vegas, here we go!